You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, and this is your destination for news, views, trends, you know, basically everything you need to optimize and maximize your mobile presence. That's why you're here. And I am thrilled that our show ranks among the top 25 demand gen podcasts you need to listen to, which is great news, of course, and even more excited to be able to take a new and different look at mobile in our show today. I mean, um, we talk about the business, we talk about mobile marketing, we talk about mobile engagement, but this time it's all about how you can use mobile to do social good and also increase your app bottom line in the process. So it's about making money and making that money by getting people to spend in your app. But then, of course, the other side of it is spreading that money, spreading that goodwill to help people in need around the world. And it's a great model, and I'm really excited to hear more about it today. So I will bring her in, Rachel Cook, founder of Play Seeds. She's our guest today. Rachel, great to have you on the show. Thanks, Peggy. I mean, I love the idea because it resonates with me. I'm one of those types of people, right? And um, it also re- it makes me recall um, some similar models in the early days of mobile content when it was all about wallpapers and ringtones. And it worked then. Um, and I'd love to hear how it's working out in, in apps. I mean, where did the idea come from in the first place? Sure. So the idea behind Seeds was kind of this long, winding road for me and that's 
Um, well, to start with, I should say that Seeds is the easiest way to build doing good into your app. And simultaneously, it's the most effective way to inspire users to start spending. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can improve revenues by up to 30% using our free tool, simply because we tether in-app purchases to helping others. And yeah, I mean, in the way that it came together, uh, it was kind of this, this unexpected, surprising destination in that I used to be a stock trader. I was a futures and equities trader in Chicago and New York. And I moved to Chicago after college. Uh, I went to Duke University because I wanted to study improv and comedy writing at Second City. And <laughs> cool. so if you're, yeah, it was, it was really, it was a lot of fun. And if you're unfamiliar uh-huh. with Second City, it's where comedians like Tina Fey and Chris Farley and Bill Murray and countless Absolutely. others have come through, right? Amy Poehler as well. So I was interested in going there and being a stock trader was my night job while I was you know, trying to pursue this, this comedy writing and improv thing. And, uh, one night, well, I was always the only female stock trader or one of the only female traders everywhere I worked. And I'd never really been conscious of sort of gender dynamics or anything like that prior to this time in my life. Um, so I was thinking about why that was the case. And then I found out at a certain point that I was paid a 15% lower base salary than like the nine guys who had started at the same time that I did. Despite having a better, yeah, it was, it was like textbook, um, despite having a better educational background, um, at this particular job, I already had previous experience as a profitable trader. Um, and I negotiated the starting salary. So that could have contributed to some degree, but I just started noticing that the system wasn't designed to be welcoming to, to somebody like me. Um, so I was thinking more about why that was the case and how I could shift it. And then around the same time, uh, the best sketch that I wrote while taking classes at Second City it was a sketch called Mime Brothel, which was this kind of weird abstract. <laughs> I mean, it was literally about this a is getting really mimes. interesting. I, I have to hear this now, <laughs> Rachel. You started it. You're going to have to not skip over it. What was this about? And what's the link? So, literally, it was a it was about a brothel full of mimes. The joke was, I hope it's like not inappropriate to say this on the podcast. So the joke was that when you thought a prostitute was going to do a sex act, that she would be trapped in a wind tunnel or she would pick a daisy or do some like kind of stereotypical mime thing. And it was a really weird idea, but it played really well on stage. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like 20 people maybe would come to see it, you know, on a good night. And it was, it was a short run that show. So I, I was also kind of thinking about how I can make things that would reach a larger audience. So kind of like several things were kicking around in my brain. Um, yeah, and then one night I was sitting on the trading desk, trading the European shift, so it was like three in the morning Chicago time, and I came across an op-ed in the New York Times written by Nick Kristoff about microloans. So, you know, tiny loans made often in the developing world can be as small as $4, usually made to women who simply can't get access to capital because the system discriminates yeah. against them. Banks don't lend to unbanked customers. Um who don't you know like who can't show any uh yeah uh, yeah it's it's the underserved absolutely so you got this idea by saying well hey you know i can make it possible there's a mechanism to uh to make those microloans sort of part of the process right yeah i just i saw that and i was like wow this is really interesting statistically speaking uh they primarily go to women they're a great investment these women pay them back like 98 percent of the time um, so just, it was like everything that had been kind of circling in my brain, this, it just lined up. So I thought, 
what if I made a film about this topic? I would be personally interested in seeing a film about this. So maybe there are other people out there who would be into it as well. And, you know, like hopefully more than 20 people would see a film. Um, yeah. And it was a good investment. It just kind of everything lined up. So I decided, you know, at three in the morning that I was going to make a documentary about this topic. And I didn't know anything about making a film like at all. Um, but I was able to find a uh, director of photography on Craigslist who had worked on, um, he'd had this kind of nice Hollywood studio career. He'd worked on Terms of Endearment and Fargo and Groundhog Day kind of through the 80s and into the sort of like late 90s. And mm -hmm. he was really generous. And I think he, he could just see that I was excited. And he agreed to work with us. And once he was on board, um, then it became a legitimate project. So then it was, you know, easy to put the remainder of the team together. And we ended up shooting in Paraguay and then in nine cities in India and then in Nairobi, Kenya, and then in Detroit. So, uh, yeah, we finished this film. Um, it was a feature presentation at the Chicago International Social Change Film Festival. Um, so it's like this third tier festival, but it was great. And that was that was the goal just to get it into a festival. And while we were shooting in Kenya, so this was like six years ago now. Um, I'm sure virtually everyone listening is aware of this, but at that time, it was just remarkable to see that everybody there was text messaging money to one another. Oh, so yeah. even then, mm -hmm. yeah, it was like, it was crazy. Cause yeah, it was like, you go there and you see that the, the technology had leapfrogged what was going on in the developed world completely. So even then it was 40% of Kenya's GDP being sent through text. And these were unbanked customers just using their mobile phones. So I came back to the States and I wondered maybe there's a way to find some industry in the developed world to funnel more capital to those people who are doing so much of it and who are receiving it you know, over their mobile phones through microloans. And um, I wasn't sure what would make sense, but then I found out that Zynga, if you recall, mm -hmm. like around the same time after the earthquake in Haiti in 2011, had done this initiative in which they sold virtual coins um, and let users know if they bought these virtual coins. I think it was virtual coins. It was a virtual good. Um, if you bought that, it would go to rebuilding schools in Haiti after the earthquake. And so they did that. It was They had good intentions. It was also a PR and marketing opportunity as well. Um, and they found that in making this sort of social good opportunity available, non-paying users who had been engaging with Farmville for a while were suddenly like 60% more likely to start buying. Hmm. And then once that payment seal was broken, their LTV was on par with any other spender in the game. So they kind of just stumbled upon this, um, what turned out to be the most effective way to convert new payers that existed, right? Um, yeah, so I wondered if we could build a tool that would get that same lift if we focused on, if we built something that was scalable that all apps could use, um, and if it would still work in the same way, if we channeled that capital into microloans, which are interest-bearing and are repaid and can be relent out rather than to nonprofits. So that was kind of how it first came together. And it's really smart because if you think about it, um, yeah, I remember uh, writing a book actually at the time uh, for underwritten by SAP about the underserved and underbanked in developing countries, but, you know, their first screen was mobile. They didn't have, they could just leapfrog directly into mobile payments, mobile commerce, um, mobile banking. And, and then, of course, you made the connection with, uh, your, with the app economy, which is, you know, just 
very exciting and, and, and very smart as well. We have to go to break right now, but when we get back, we'll talk more about seeds. We'll talk about how you are contributing a portion of the sales towards microloans to help people around the world. And we'll find out how you, if you get involved, can raise your bottom line in the process. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hello and welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove and our guest today, Rachel Cook, founder of Playseeds. And Rachel, right before the break, you were telling this great story about how you came up with this concept. And of course, you know, in the industry, we all know it's really tough to get people to open their wallets and their hearts, right, uh, to, uh, to give. And you've managed to basically nail that in, in, in an app model. So tell me more about basically, you know, what is going on here? How are you getting people to, uh, to give? And, uh, and what are the results you're seeing? Sure. So the core product is an SDK and we have an API as well. Um, we actually have three different versions of the SDK. So um, it's drag and drop. If you're using a Unity version, the others can be set up in 30 minutes or less. Once mm-hmm. it's set up, then essentially it's a little tricky to describe in, in like verbally, but we're showing our tool, our opportunity to contribute to helping someone else um, mm-hmm. at a certain point in the app to pull a non-payer into the purchase flow. So we're building out a recommendation algorithm. It's in the very beginnings right now, which then shows that non-payer a, a particular in-app item that they're going to be more likely to want anyway, one of your mm-hmm. in-app items that already exists, as well as a, a tailored social good opportunity that we know they're going to be more interested in, uh, again, because of this recommendation algorithm. Mm-hmm. So. 
and showing them those things, and because it's a micro purchase amount, you know, it's going to be two or three dollars, or sometimes a little more. Then, again, the data shows that our data, as well as Zynga's data, shows that the user is about sixty percent more likely to pull the trigger and start purchasing. So it immediately has this impact in terms of improving the revenue of an app. I want to get to that data in a moment, but also because listeners listening in might say, hey, yeah, I'm an app developer. Count me in. I want to do this. So let me ask you a couple quick practical questions for that audience. SDK. Um, what's the impact of the SDK? Because, you know, they have a fear of uh, load speed and all the rest of it. So can you give me a little bit of an idea about that? And also, it seems like it's more of a game thing, although you could imagine some commerce apps potentially getting in on this as well. So is it a game app primarily or others? So size of the SDK, some logistics there, and who can actually engage with you to do this? Great question. Yeah, the SDK is as lightweight as we could get it. It's less than a meg. Um, And we can work on any platform that's enabling any type of purchase. So our product can, we have a product that can work on on web as well. Um, We've actually found that, so we've been in some retail apps already. We're in a productivity app. Um, We're in, um, or will be in a couple of subscription apps very soon. Um, So it can work it can work anywhere. The model is slightly different depending on what your model is if you're an app developer. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it just works. People, mm-hmm. people like helping other people. And if, if you make it really easy for them, you know, by putting it in an app that they're already engaging with, it's just, it's like a no brainer. So you talk about recommendation engine and that is always cool. And I'll have to have you back when that's completely finished. Cause that's in a, a very interesting area in and of itself, you know, what's at work and how you sort of match this to be engaging with the audience. Um, what about the actual ads I'm seeing? Can I say, for example, hey, I really want to do something about, um, you know, the hurricane in Puerto Rico, and I want to make that part of my app, not just some sort of generic help people out in who are less fortunate than you. Can I do that kind of stuff? Can I, can I run campaigns? Can I change the ads? How much flexibility do I have here? Great question. As the app developer, you can let us know that there's a particular type of social good that you want to support, and we can weight that more heavily with the recommendation algorithm. But the idea is that I want to shift the way people think about helping others, and that I think so many of us have, you know, like one charity that we think is great, and that's like the charity we go to. But Mm -hmm. through the Seeds recommendation algorithm, we can show your end users an opportunity tailored to them that they don't know about already. So it's this discoverability mechanism for types of social good that are really going to resonate with that user um, that can then kind of get us beyond this idea that, oh, I just have, you know, this one charity or two or three charities that I I really like supporting. Um, And that's fantastic, you know, to have sort of like pet charities. But I think there's so much more we can do if we're just showing people something that we know will resonate with them. And then the second thing that's important here to note is that, because of the focus on micro lending rather than on nonprofits, um, we can keep the transaction inside of your app. So as you all know, um, if it were a charity thing, the app store kicks that transaction outside. They won't process it. And that destroys your conversion. So the value proposition you know, for a tool like ours wouldn't be there if we were focusing on nonprofits. Because we mm-hmm. focus on micro loans, which are interest bearing, the transaction can stay inside the app. The app store takes their cut and uh, and then we can keep making those microloans in perpetuity. So every dollar that goes in 
can continue to be lent out over time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point because that's exactly it. You want to be effectiveness, not just of, of the giving experience, but also the bottom line. And we did hint at that earlier. So tell me a little bit about this. If I'm a hard-nosed, and I'm not, but let's just imagine I'm a hard-nosed app developer and I don't care about social good. I care about my business, right? Um, how am I really getting my dividends here? Sure. Um, so the beauty of this is that they aren't mutually exclusive. In yeah. fact, it's the presenting the opportunity to help others is what drives the best conversion tool that's out there for non-payers, as I said, right? So you're through doing this, it's like there's no there's no zero sum thinking. There's no giving a dollar away means you're losing that dollar. Um, putting the tool in, um, as I mentioned earlier, can improve revenues on a sustained basis for it can be up to 30% continually. So I mean I'm not exaggerating when I say that there isn't a better converting tool out there to my knowledge. And it's just really encouraging uh, about humanity that it happens to be this tool that helps other people at the same time. Um, yeah. So again, it's free sustained revenue up- uplift of up to 30% month over month. Um, yeah. It just makes you more money. We can also, I should also mention, we can send you new users as well from the sort of the seeds end user community, which is organically formed. We let them know when we're launching in a new app. And so we can send them to you. They're probably going to be more likely to spend as well because they're motivated by this tool. Um, So we can help out with that too. So just understanding here, I'm reading on your website, you know, seeds users spend 4x what others users spend. So that's an incredible increase. What's actually your business model? If I'm on board and I say, this is it, I want to have this. And is it some sort of rev share with you? I mean, well, not a rev share, I guess a a loan share. I don't know. How how are you actually charging for this? Because it's great results. For any app developer, these are great results. It's a, it's a rev share. So okay. we tell an app developer, you know, hey, we know that you're probably reluctant to put in an SDK. Super lightweight. You can drop it in. We'll only show it to your non-paying users. And we only take our cut if and when we successfully convert that user into a non-payer. So you can give us your non-payers who haven't spent, you know, for 120 days or whatever amount of time you're comfortable with, um, after which point you you know you're you're pretty certain they're not going to convert. So we can put our thing in front of them if and when we convert them, then it's like 40 30 20 10. So you get 40 cents and that's all new money, 40 cents of that dollar. The app mm-hmm. store takes 30 cents because that's what they do. Um, yeah. 20 cents goes into the microloan and then we keep a 10% transaction fee. And that, mm-hmm. then that money again which is going into the microloan is repaid and then it's re-lent out again. So it's it's a sustainable form of social good. It's helping more people than that sort of initial beneficiary. Um, so that's how it works. So you've been around for how many, I mean, you've been around for a couple of years, but how long has this been around? Good question. Uh, the most recent version of the product was first, first went live in March of 2016. Mm-hmm. We have, we've had 0% churn since then as well. So customers have set it up and they've left it in, which is encouraging. Absolutely. Well, I want to hear more about uh, some customer examples, actually, but we have to get a break. So listeners, don't go away. When we get back, we will be talking about some examples of what you can achieve with Seeds and also what's next for Seeds. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Is your website hacked? 
is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly. Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove, and our guest today, Rachel Cook, founder of Play Seeds. Rachel, before the break, we were talking about how Seeds works. Now I'd like to hear an example. How has a company worked with you? What have they achieved? We have probably two case studies that I'd love to tout right now. Um, one that we mentioned earlier, um, this was in a game, a golf game, actually. We were able to forex spending in the first month. So mm-hmm. Seeds purchasers had, it was actually more than forex. Seeds purchasers spent nearly $30 in that period of time. And all other spenders in the app were spending an average of seven oh three. I remember. So Whoa. it was a, a big sort of immediate lift. And then that was sustained over time over the course of, of several months. And the other example, we were in a productivity app and still are called Habitica. And we were able to get Habitica's Android spending on par with iOS, which many of you know is it's like virtually unheard of. Um and and in their app, they were seeing uh, sustained revenue uplift of up to 30%. And this has been over a course of, I think it's been about 10 months now. Um, yeah, so it worked well, very well in both of those cases. And they were I mean, different types of apps. I mean, I have to say that's a great point because uh, I'm looking at some research about spend in apps. And it's always Android that, you know, they're not the spenders. They're the numbers and their volumes make up quite a bit. But in terms of actually real spend behavior, uh, that's not the case. So if you can inspire, you know, those lurkers in your apps, you know, that's that's good news for uh, for developers indeed. Um what about yourself, Rachel? I mean, what's next for sort of play seeds? I mean, obviously you're going to be um, out there and uh, as more developers find out about you, you know, probably gathering up more clients as well. But overall, what are your plans? I'm extremely excited about our upcoming ICO, initial coin offering. And um, 
and the way it's going to interact with the current product. And that's, um, I want to make sure I try to explain this as simply as possible. So we'll be selling seeds tokens that we've generated um, through this initial coin offering. Uh, the the pre-sale is launching today, actually. So if you're interested, you can visit seedstokens.com. And the tokens will be available for it's like 4.4 cents. That's what the initial cost will be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you own a seeds token, they'll you'll then ultimately be able to visit the seeds website and submit your own need into our system. So, you know, right now we've been focusing on channeling capital to people who needed microloans for various reasons. What we think would be really cool is what if you could, you know, let the system know that you have a need yourself and then our recommendation algorithm shows your need to the people who are going to be most excited to help fulfill it. And um, yeah, and in that way, I think it could really shift. It could shift a lot of things. It could shift the way we think about transacting um, it would create this kind of give first sort of energy that, yeah, I'm just really interested in seeing how well this model could work. So yeah, if you buy the token, mm. you can submit your need. And when you're, the idea then is later that as you're f- fulfilling the needs of others that are shown through the seed system, um, you have an opportunity to win other tokens through a lottery system in which we'll award a certain number of tokens to every contributor, um, over a certain period of time. So yeah, if you're interested in that, you can visit seedstokens.com and buy those tokens now. And and then there's all the other kind of like interesting elements of an ICO in that the idea is, you know, if you're buying a token at four cents, the likelihood that it'll go up some degree is probably pretty high, hopefully, in our case. Um, yeah, so I'm really interested in what's going to happen with the ICO in terms of helping us acquire many more users, hopefully. And, uh, and as a fundraising vehicle, it's going to be really cool to see how that plays out as well. Cause, um, yeah, just alternate ways of getting capital without having to deal with venture capitalists are exciting to me. And it, it's, it's also exciting to see, as you said, how that will play out because you think of ICOs as sort of like the answer to IPOs, just different, but this isn't just about you. This is also transforming the giving model, um, as well with the recommendation engines, picking up my personal, you know, charity or ideas and that uh, surgery done on a family member and I can't afford it. I've seen this in Facebook so many times, right? It's like, please do something, tweet, uh, share, give, whatever. But this is just another platform to make all of that possible. So really exciting, Rachel, and really, uh, really great to have you on this show. I mean, I wish you all the best with your with your venture. In the meantime, you know, we heard about where to find out more about seeds. How about yourself? How do people stay in touch with you, or maybe watch you as uh, as you evolve and uh, out there on the concert uh, concert right conference circuit? You could be concert concert, but uh, you know, on stage out there somewhere. How do we keep up with you? Ah, I appreciate that. Um, it's probably best to follow just follow seeds on Twitter. It's at seeds tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I'm going to be out there sharing about what we're doing and sharing about just the, the philosophy of what this is and how I think it could really shift uh, things that don't work about the current system, um, which is really exciting to me. And yeah, as you said, Peggy, that idea of, you know, there are crowdfunding campaigns where you raise money because you have a need. What if we could show that need to a million people who we know are going to be especially sympathetic to it because of what we what they've shared with us, you know? So yeah, the ability to kind of allow people to help one another is really exciting to me. Um, Yeah, so check us out on Twitter. Well, 
I'm thrilled. I'm going to follow you on Twitter. What can I say? Um, so that, my friends, is a wrap. So until next time, you can check out this and all other early episodes of our show by going on webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence. Then you can email me. Peggy at mobilegroove.com. Mobile Groove is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services for my clients. This has been an amazing show. I would say a high point. So in the meantime, stay tuned, come back, and remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.